some of your listeners are probably going to say, well, whoever told you that Locato is wrong. But the, <laughs> what, here's what we found. We Googled, where do sunflowers turn on a cloudy day? And the answer was they turn to each other. They turn and they face each other and they draw energy from each other. Again, wow. I, I'm not saying that's scientific truth. Yeah. Don't hold me to that. But even the possibility of that, Patrick, is a picture of what we got to do right now. It's a cloudy day. It's a cloudy day. We can't see the sun. You know, the sky doesn't seem as blue as it used to be. So let's do what you're urging us to do. Let's, let's gather around. Let's, let's gather around the table if it's possible. And let's draw energy one from another. And so, uh, you know, from, from my sunflower to your sunflower, I send you blessings and hope and pray for your strength and safety. And I know you're sending the same to me. And, and through your podcast, you're sending it out to, to others. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Patrick Scott Armstrong, thank you so much. Um, yeah, great episode coming up today. Very interesting episode. Um, th this was a, you know, th this was a great question to pose, right? What, where, who, who are we, right? Where do we come from, and why are we here? Th this is the question that a lot of us pose, right, in life. Um, so, you know, you just heard a clip, obviously, as you do at the beginning of every episode. Um, but um, this is a great episode. My guest today is a best-selling Christian author and uh, pastor. I, I wonder if he hates hearing Christian author, right? That, that does sound weird. So you know what? He's a best-selling author, and um, he is a pastor, so that's his job, um, in San Antonio. And, and I really had a pleasure talking to um, uh, him. So his name is Max Lucado. And again, just a phenomenal conversation I have with the guy. And I was honest with him. I'm not a believer, as you would say, whatever the, the correct term is. Um, but as always, right, that doesn't matter. That doesn't need to be uh, the conversation that we need to have all the time. Um, so we just talked as, you know, human beings, as Texans. It was just a really great um, conversation. And, you know, uh, you know, having Max on was actually really, really cool for me to be honest with you. And I, and I learned a lot from him and, and I just really appreciated his candidness and openness to talk. And, uh, I, I really, really appreciated that. That meant a lot to me. And, um, he was a great guy and funny too. And, um, you know, we talked about food. We talked about his new book that he's got, uh, coming out and, um, look, he writes a book a year. That's amazing. You know, he, he's a hard worker. This guy does a lot um, and he does a lot for his community. And I think that's uh, something that uh, I absolutely would be 100 percent proud of. Um, and he is, I'm sure, as well. And I'm sure his family is as well. So, again, it was a really great conversation. I really enjoyed talking to Max, a really cool guy. And, uh, you know, check out his books, check out his stuff. Uh, he does these daily devotions um, online uh, you can find. And honestly, look, whether you believe in it or not, there's positive stuff there to, to, to find. Um, so, yeah, really, really cool guy. Make sure you check him out. I mean, you know, he's online, social media, all that stuff. Um, you can go to his website. 
just again, fantastic guy, Max Lucado. So, uh, but before we get to the episode, don't forget, I'm always going to be pushing you guys. Check out our social media, okay? Go to Texas Real Food. Um, again, all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If you're watching it, you see me looking at you. So, right, uh, click the button. There's a button. It's subscribe, and then it's got this little bell. You click, it dings, it notifies you, and that way you know of every new episode that we have coming up because – you know, we do this all week, guys. This is my jab. Hello. Okay, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to find all these great new episodes highlighting all these amazing Texans um, and what they do. And we always talk Texas and we always talk food. Those are two standards that usually come up in every episode. And then, of course, their career, whoever they are. And we try to keep the guest list diverse. And I think you'll find we have been doing that, right? Uh, it's an amazing guest list, very diverse of all kinds of different people from all kinds of different backgrounds. And um, yeah, so it's phenomenal. So this is a great episode. Again, just follow us, like us, give us a review. That would be awesome. The team loves that. Okay, we, we give each other virtual high fives uh, when that happens. So, you know, it, it keeps us motivated. And you guys have been. We've been really getting some great feedback on the show and people really liking it and, and, you know, the interviews and what we're doing. So thank you so much. It really means a lot to us. It's why we do it. And if we continue to hear that and get that support, right, tell your friends. That's how you really help us. Let them know, hey, there's this great podcast. Check out this, you know, find out. You, get, you love Texas? Boom. You're not from Texas? You want to learn more about Texas? Here you go. This is us. Um so, yeah, that's how it would help us. We will be able to continue to bring you all these great shows. And if you have any suggestions, let us know. If you have somebody you want us to bring on that we haven't brought on, tell us. Email us, okay? Info at Texas Real Food or just email me direct. That's fine. Patrick at Texas Real Food. Don't spam me, okay? Don't spam me. Don't send me about some, you know, cookies you need me to buy. I mean, maybe. Let me, let me see what the cookies are like first. Um, <laughs> so honestly, email me. It's fine. Let me know. We'll take care of it. So again, great episode. Max Lucado. Check us out online. Go to Texas Rural Food. Also our website, thelonestarplay.com. Find all the information. All right. So thank you so much. Here's the episode. Max Lucado. Enjoy. I love Texas. I love talking. So I'm in the right spot. <laughs> We got a lot in common already, Max. I can, see that. I can see that already. Well, that's great. So, Max, tell us a little bit about where you said you're in San Antonio. Yeah. Um, are, are you a you're a pastor there in San Antonio? I, I, I am. I am. I've lived in San Antonio since 1988, so quite a while now. Wow. Yeah. Um, and and um, I've been at the same church all these years. Uh, oh, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm actually... Uh, semi-retired i'm no I, I was senior pastor forever it seemed and then about three years ago uh i i've moved into a role that we call teaching pastor and and basically that means that uh i preach maybe 20 or 25 times a year uh but i don't have to lead the staff anymore i'm not the guy uh, in charge and so I, this is a a little more of a reduced role I'm 65 years old, and so it was time. We got a great young pastor, Travis Eads, and uh, we got a great team moving in. So it's it's been a great run for me. It continues to be, but my role here has changed uh, just just a bit over the last few years. Nice. Um, and what have you been supplementing that with other stuff? Are you writing more, for instance, or just spending more time with family, yeah. or more yeah. max time, or? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny how how I stay so busy, and then I look up and I say, "How do, you know?" I, I thought I was going to slow down, but uh, <laughs> I, I still do a lot of writing, Patrick. I, I write a book a year. Wow. And also, I write uh, I write at least one, maybe two children's books a year. That's phenomenal. Uh, in the pre-pandemic uh, days, I did quite a bit of travel. I like to go and speak at different organizations, uh, sure. churches. Sure. Uh, I'm doing more online stuff, kind of like what you're doing, not, not nearly to the quality that you do it, but I do three or four days a week. I'll post a uh, eight or 10 minute message uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. So I'm finding social media is a great, a great use of time. Uh, so yeah. it, it's, it's good. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm happy. We got, we got three daughters, one of whom lives in Austin. Nice. Uh, one lives in Waco and one lives in San Antonio. So we keep I-35. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then we that have two lovely. great, two terrific little grandchildren uh, nice. that are five and two. So we get to see them. So it's good. I'm, I'm a blessed man. That's fantastic. Um, do, do you, are you guys planning on, uh, have you all had a chance to get together during the pandemic at all a little bit? We Has do. that? Yeah, we do. We, we, we do. We get together. We'll get together over uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, and uh, which, of course, we, we try to, you know, be, be safe. Of course. Uh, my my, my daughter and son-in-law who live in here in San Antonio uh, had COVID uh, about two and a half months ago. Oh, gosh, uh, I'm they, sorry to hear it that. Was, it was pretty rough, especially for my son-in-law. He, he, uh, he really he said it was it was very painful for him. But they didn't have to go to the hospital or anything, so oh, we're grateful for that. Thank goodness. Thank Otherwise, goodness. we've we've been we've been safe. Food is very creative. It's a sign of yourself. I'm sure you guys cook at home, Max. What do you guys you know cook at home when you guys are are, are cooking a meal? Yeah, I, I wish I could say I I cooked, but my <laughs> my wife my wife would laugh at the very at the very thought of it. My wife is is very health conscious. Yeah. Uh, and, and has become so in the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, and so she, uh, she really pushes us to be gluten free. Uh, she really keeps, uh, she tries to keep sugar uh, out of our, out of our house as much as possible. I mean, That's there was good. a time, you know, years ago, Patrick, when we there, I could open up the pantry and there'd always be Oreos or barbecue potato <laughs> chips or, you know, all the stuff that I really like. And, and she's pretty strict, pretty strict right now. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I, I, I complain about it, but I know it's good for me. I know yes. it's good for me. So in, yes. in her cooking, uh, she's, uh, she's, it's, it's uh, austere is a word that comes to mind. Nothing, nothing that doesn't need to be on the plate is there. So it's very seldom do we have a, I love know, that. an abundance of bread. We won't have yeah. an abundance of potatoes. Uh, it'll, it'll be pretty straightforward. Uh, last night, for example, there was a broccoli. Uh, she found a, a, a recipe for a gluten-free enchiladas. Does that sound possible? Is it, you, yeah. you do that? She, so she whipped it up and it was good. It's good. And I'll say I've kind of, I've gotten used to it. We went over to a friend's house for dinner uh, for lunch about two or three weeks ago. And this lady, God bless her. She cooks with so much butter. It, it's kind of a throwback, you know, to how we used to eat. And it was so good. I ate two helpings 
And then I was a mess for the rest of the day because I don't, I think my system forgot how to process all yeah. of the, all the stuff that she was using. And yeah. so though I sometimes long to, you know, you, you know, go to just kind of eat the, the, the old way. I, 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 I think, I think it is, uh, it's a good thing to what, what she's doing. Oh, a hundred percent. I agree. I, I commend your wife. Uh, the, yeah. Those all sound like uh, great things. Uh, it's all about a balance. Um, that's yeah. the best best way to eat. It's just a, a nice balance. And uh, you know, the truth is, you can have an Oreo. You just can't have the whole bag. Yeah, you, you know, that, that's really how it goes. <laughs> you can't. Oh no! I thought you could. <laughs> you know, Max, I, you got you got me thinking because when you asked me, it was such a great question of what makes a good chef. Well, it got me thinking, what makes a good pastor? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I think you have to have a uh, a a genuine uh, love for God, and a, and it and it needs to be a call, a, a real call. When, when I was, uh, I became a Christian when I was twenty. And about the age of 22, I began to sense a desire to be a pastor. And I went to my pastor. I went to the man who pastored the church I was attending. I was a student at the time at Abilene Christian University, way up in West Texas in Abilene, Texas. And I, I, he, he, uh, I set up an appointment. I went in. I talked to him and told him I was thinking about becoming a pastor. And, and he gave me a great line. He said, Max, don't pastor unless you have to, but if you have to, you'll be a good pastor. And that was, I've, I've really, I really come to see that's true. Every, every job or every position, every call has its challenges. And yeah. being a pastor has, has, I think more than its share. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of broken hearts and you've got to understand what you can do and cannot do. But if sure. it's a call on your heart, you know, if you feel like, okay, I was placed on the planet uh, for this purpose, uh, that that's enough. That's enough to, to, to give you the strength. So I think, I think you have to have a sense of call that I was made for this. Uh, I think you do need to have a person, a, a genuine love for God, love for, for the Bible. Uh, and sure. It, and that, that seems like number one, right? That, yeah. that seems yeah. like, I mean, that, I mean. <laughs> you, can't, Brent, you, you can't fake that. You know? Yeah, you can't, you can't fake it. <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah. seems, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it's been great. It has. Yeah. Been. I started writing books, you know, uh, when, or early in my ministry, I started, I, I wrote a book uh, way back in 1984 and I sent it out. I sent the manuscript to 15 publishers and I got 14 rejections, Oof. but then number 15 said, yes, mm -hmm. oh, and that opened awesome. the door. And I've written uh, at least a book a year ever since. And, and sometimes two. And I, I really like writing. Now, I think that'd be an interesting question too. What kind of personality uh, makes for a good writer? 100%. And I, think, I think I'm a bit of an introvert. I'm really more of an introvert than an extrovert. Wow. And I, I like being alone and you have to be alone a lot if you're going to get a book done. Uh, and and I, people talk to me about writing uh, who are really extroverts and they say, I have a hard time keeping my butt in the seat getting the work done. <laughs> and I say, I get it. I get it, but you yeah. got to do it. You got to yeah. do it. I mean, you, 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 you just got to sit there and get words on the page. And yeah. for me though, uh, being alone, I, 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 there's an advantage in, in being more of an introvert than an extrovert. I think I'm kind of a 60% introverts, 40% extrovert. So I can kick, I can click that 
part of my brain in and 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 it and it works to my advantage oh wow no that's incredible i there's no way i can barely write a note to somebody so <laughs> i <laughs> you're not alone friend you're Ooh. not alone and, and i feel the same way about what you do you turn me set me in a kitchen I wouldn't know which way to go, <laughs> you know, so we all have our different call, right? Sure. So sure. God bless you. It's a, it's a good thing you're doing. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't cook as much anymore. I do the podcast now. Um, you know, but honestly, one day I'm sure I'll get back uh, to it. It's, it's, uh, the industry is a love of my life. I love food. I love what it does for people. Um, the health part of it. I'm a big proponent of healthy eating and, uh, you know, especially right now, keeping your immune system and keeping your, you know, your body healthy is, is, is just super important, I think. Really is. Um, and it just affects every part, every aspect of your life. It affects your mental state, um, which in turn affects your relationships and your life and everything. I just think food is, is just so critical in a person's well-being, physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, you know, full disclosure, Max, I, I'm not a, a Christian or 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 anything. Um, but I believe in, you know, I believe in a spirituality of something. I believe in, you know, a connection. I believe in, you know, there's something, right? There's, yeah. there's probably something. Um, I, I just don't know what it is, or maybe there's nothing. I, I don't know, but I definitely believe in, you know, just more than just ourselves. Right. And I think, you know, trying to have a connection, I think that's important. So I think food leads to all of that. I think it I is think healthy right. eating gets you there and and healthy eating and good eating gets us around the table right yeah, Lo looking looking at one another talking yeah. together and yeah. we're all on a spiritual journey Patrick. Sure. we all are nobody's sure. got it all figured out all we can do is encourage one another uh just a couple of thoughts of what you said you know we we're going to get through this we are we're going to yeah. get through this pandemic we're going to get through all this tension uh we're going to be better people uh, I, I, I do believe in a living, loving God, and he's going to get us through this. And uh, I had a great thing happen, speaking of, of Texas. Uh, <laughs> just the last week, my wife and I were coming back from our vacation. We drove through West Texas. I grew up in a small West Texas town. We drove through West Texas, Lubbock, uh, Big Spring, uh, San Angelo, you know, that yeah. desolate part of the world well that's right yeah. <laughs> and uh but our but our, but we went right through there and you know what we saw this was great we saw sunflower seeds sunflower uh, sunflower plants yeah uh, let me say that again sunflower <laughs> fields there it is sunflower fields and they were gorgeous it was spectacular I, I, if you can imagine all as far as you can see bright yellow sunflowers all facing the sun and so we started talking and I said, honey, I wonder what happens on a cloudy day. Where do sunflowers turn? So we Googled it. <laughs> now, now one of you, some of your listeners are probably going to say, well, whoever told you that Locato is wrong. But the, <laughs> what, here's what we found. So we Googled, where do sunflowers turn on a cloudy day? And the answer was they turn to each other. They turn and they face each other and they draw energy from each other. Again, wow. I, I'm not saying that's scientific truth. Yeah. Don't hold me to that. But even the possibility of that, Patrick, is a picture of what we got to do right now. It's a cloudy day. It's a cloudy day. We can't see the sun. You know, the sky doesn't seem as blue as it used to be. So let's do what you're urging us to do. Let's, let's gather around. Let's, let's gather around the table if it's possible. 
and let's draw energy one from another. And so, uh, you know, from, from my sunflower to your sunflower, I send you blessings and hope and pray for your strength and safety. And I know you're sending the same to me. And, and through your podcast, you're sending it out to, to others. I think my concern these days is, yes, about the pandemic, but it's also about the division in our country. It just, it just heavies my heart. It heavies my heart. I, I just can't believe we can't have civil conversations about uh, different policies. I mean, nobody knows the precise way to run a government, but we all have opinions, but we don't have to yell at each other. We don't have to yell at each other. And I'm, I'm concerned about that, Patrick. And so I'm, yeah. I'm praying for peace to come, uh, that, that whatever side of the aisle you find yourself, you could have a civil conversation with somebody and we could, we could disagree agreeably. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm concerned at the lack of civil discourse that's taking place right now. Well, Max, I, I got to say, I agree with every word you just said, uh, you know, 100 percent. I love that sunflower. Um, Isn't that great? And that's awesome. awesome. If that's if that's not accurate, please don't tell me because I, I don't. That. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I'm going with it. Whether it, with it. It, it sounds <laughs> it sounds great, uh, you know, uh, to be honest. You know, there's things that happen like that in nature. Uh, plants that move closer, right? They move into the shade to get out of the sun, you know, all that stuff. So I believe it uh, 100%. But it's a great it's great representation of how we should be right now. I agree. And I'm with it you is. on the civil discord. I'm, I'm with you on having conversation. I'm with you on, on all of that 100%. I mean, look, I grew up in Texas. Um, you know, you're going to, you know, find people with different views here. So I've just grown up my whole life getting into those conversations and yeah. I know it's possible. So when I see it not happening, it's like, it's definitely yeah. possible when they say, I just, you know, it, it definitely bothers me for sure. And, and like you, it just breaks my heart more than anything. Well, we'll do better. We're going to yeah. do better. We're going to do hope. better. And, I hope. Absolutely. And, and God bless us all. And as Willie says, God bless Texas. God bless Texas. I can, <laughs> hey, I can get behind that 100%. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so let's talk about, um, uh, I'm just so curious about um, your writing style and how you go about your writing. I, I love talking to creative people and how yeah. they approach the craft and yeah. everyone has a particular way. You know, you mentioned before that you know, one of the ways you, you know, you just got to get it done, right? You got to sit down and get it done. But yeah. let's break that down a little bit more. What, what are some of your techniques or tactics you have? Are you like to listen to music? Are you, yeah. you know, hey, nobody talked to me for 10 hours. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you guys on Tuesday. I mean, I, what 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 sort of, you know, take us through a day of writing, maybe. Yeah. How that Big goes. I, the, the, the first step, the first takeaway for me is I've got to isolate the big idea. What's the okay. big idea of this book? Yeah. And my desire is that I would, once I land on that big idea, that I could carry it through the 11, 12, 13 chapters. For example, the, I have a new book coming out this month, and it's called You Are Never Alone. You Are Never Alone. And it's based on uh, the miracles of Jesus that are recorded in the Gospel of John. You know, there's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the Gospel of John is really unique because uh, at the end of the Gospel of John, the apostle said, I wrote these deeds so that you could be strong in your faith. So he says, I, I, here's the reason I wrote this book. That phrase has always intrigued me 
So I went through the Gospel of John, and I looked at all the miracles that he, that he recorded. And I thought, now how could, how could knowing this miracle uh, give me stronger faith, make me a better person? And so that was the big idea of this book, and is the big idea. And that is, uh, by looking at these miracles, by studying each one, I'll be stronger in my faith. And I really believe I'm not alone, that God is with me, and he's here to help me. So, you know, there's about 10 miracles in the Gospel of John, which worked out great for me, because typically my books are about 10 or 12 chapters long. Yeah. And so I went and I took, you know, there's Jesus turning the water into wine, Jesus healing the son of a man, Jesus healing a, a, a leper, Jesus calling Lazarus out of the grave. And so there's just these powerful events that are recorded in the Gospel of John. So once I had that framework, once I had the big idea, then I had my framework, then I could get to work. You know, yeah. uh, uh, then I could say, okay, he, 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 this is my procedure. And I've got a great editorial team. I do all my own writing, but I have two editors that are ruthless. And if I go chasing <laughs> rabbits, you know, I'll send a chapter in. They say, boy, you've got off on the trail here. Get us back. Get what's your big idea. And yeah. so uh, trying to get back to that. And, and so it takes me about six or eight months, all in all, of about two or three days a week of uh, six or seven hour days. Uh, oh, wow. to, to write a book and then we wow. get it and then we edit it and then I submit it. So I would say from start to finish, it's about six to eight month uh, process. But yeah, that, that's, that's a, pretty, that's that works intense. for me, Patrick. That, that's what works for me. That's great. Um, that, that's intense. That, I mean, really, that sounds intense because you got all the other stuff going on. It's not like you're just doing that, you know, so. Right. Yeah, to, I, I, to, I, I write on Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I'll block three days a week. Okay. Uh, you and I are talking on a Tuesday. Uh, Tuesdays are my talk day. I have meetings, uh, get with people. If anybody wants to come in for counseling, or, that's Tuesday. And I yeah. try to take Friday off, uh, and, and especially if I'm preaching on the weekend. So that's where, that, you know, that schedule works, works well for me. No, that's great. That's great. You found something that works and you just, I love it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Um, so let me ask you this and, and I hope I'm not being too forward. Yeah. I'm just, Oh no. It's again, not. it's a, like if we were having a meal, I, this is how I am. I, I just like to ask questions. I'm a very curious person. Um, so you, you said about the miracles. I'm just, I'm curious. Do, do you feel that those miracles like that are literal or do you, do you feel that they're like figurative in some way? Well, I'm, great, I'm just curious. Great question. That's a great question. The reason I believe they're literal, I believe they're literal. And the reason I believe that is because uh, after the resurrection of Christ, 50 days later, the church began in Jerusalem. And the church began with a sermon that was preached by the Apostle Peter. And in that sermon, he said, You yourselves know the miracles accomplished by Christ in your midst. So we have the sermon, it's recorded right there in the Bible. So I've often thought, when he said, you yourselves know, he's speaking to a crowd of at least 3,000 people, uh, because 3,000 people were baptized and began the church. And so uh, he, he, he could, he, if those people had not known, if they had not seen the miracles, uh, Peter would have been laughed out, kicked out, run out. Uh, but the fact that the church began that day, it says to me, these people said, you know what? We did see some things. We were there when he fed the crowd. We were heard the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. I think there were people there in the audience that day who they themselves had been healed or helped or blessed. 
And so I, I think they were uh, literal miracles. And, and, and Patrick, we see miracles today. We have miracles in our church. I share some miracles in the book of, of a, a special friend of ours who on our church staff uh, had a, a spine that was curved and, and because of prayer, was, she was healed. Now, miracles uh, exist to help us draw closer to God. God is not a bellhop. We can't just say, do this and he'll do it. But there are times in which he does supernatural events to get our attention to affirm us, to draw us closer to him. And, uh, and I believe he's a miracle working God. I believe the greatest miracle will be heaven. That's the greatest miracle. And that's, that's what's it. coming next. And that's when, <laughs> when we'll live in a graveless, tearless, sinless world. Uh, but until then, we'll still have graves. We'll still have tears. We'll still have sin. But he uses miracles to keep us strong and to, and to help us get through it. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. I'm, Thanks for I'm the with question. you. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I, look, if I was back then and something like that happened in front of me, I'd be, I mean, what? Did y'all see that? Did you? Yeah, did? Holy cow. Absolutely. Um, I personally have never witnessed um, a miracle, as you have put it. Um, but look, if I did, I it happened. I wouldn't deny it. That's for sure. Um, it just hasn't happened for me. Yet. I don't know. I, you know, I'm open to it though. If it, well, if it, that, if it happens, that's all you need. You know, yeah. just be open. Be sure. open. I, I urge people. I say, just be open to the possibility 100%. of a living, loving God. Just be open. Sure. To that. That's faith. That's where faith starts. And, I'm definitely uh, open to it. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you one thing. God loves you. He loves you. I can, <laughs> I can tell you that I feel that in my heart and he loves you and, and he's got a special plan for you. Well, I'll take all the love I can get. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's, it's fine <laughs> with me. Bring it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, bring it. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, it's always been an interesting conversation for me. Uh, you're not going to lie. I grew up Catholic. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't say practicing in the sense uh, my mom, again, is from Mexico. So we would yeah. go to mass here and there and things like that. But it wasn't like, I don't know, anything to whatever in the house. Um, my mom loves crosses. So it's crosses all over my mom's house. Uh, yeah. My mom. My mom just has a personal relationship with God. She just always mm -hmm. talking to God and praying, and and that's her thing. That's what it, she does. But she doesn't go to a church or anything like that. Right. Um, when she goes to Mexico, she will go to mass every Sunday with my family there. And you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm -hmm. they go light candles. They do the thing, whatever they do. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 been around. Um, and actually, when I was about eighteen, I I joined a Baptist church actually for a few years so i used to you know go to church um i got baptized i helped in the college area a little bit you know playing songs that that sort of thing and you're a musician huh yeah i i mean i wouldn't say that uh, you don't want to hear me play nothing max uh, <laughs> and, you know they needed somebody i just i jumped up uh, but no way i i would not call myself a musician by, by no means uh well, it was just you know just well something to do to get in there I, you know searching i was looking um it always stuck with me i've learned i've learned so much from that time and i moved on from that in my life and it's fine nothing's been negative about it it was a positive experience uh for the most part for me to be honest with you i still have friends from back in that still to this day from back in that time um you know i met some of the greatest people to be honest with you i learned some yeah. really great things and it's uh, all stuck with me um you know 20 years later so you know it's always been a good yeah. experience i'm, I'm yeah. all about i'm all about it you know i'm, I'm very uh, yeah. open to it and and it, that's i just I have no problem with it to be honest good with you. you i'm all about good. freedom of religion and everybody yeah. believing what they think I, I respect it a lot honestly when somebody cares deeply about something you know, because a lot of people are missing something like that in their life.
we we're in we're in a desperate situation right now and yeah. uh you know calls to emotional help hotlines are 900 times right now what they were this time last year wow Nine, 900 times wow uh cnn had a study uh just about two weeks ago in which uh that stated 24 percent of young people age 18 to 24 have considered suicide in the prior 10 days so my heart is heavy for our oh, people. my heart is horrible. heavy yeah and, and 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 so maybe i'm talking to somebody today who's going through a hard time and i'd like to tell you don't beat yourself up this is an unusual time i mean this is a triple tsunami that we're going through it yeah. really is You're the right. pandemic economic crisis the racial tension and now an election and, and and it's it's easy to get feel beat up so i would i would encourage people who are in a slump you feel flat you feel no stirring in your heart could i just op open your heart to the possibility of a good god who loves you and cares for you and maybe you've never talked to him and and what i would say to you is to give it a go what do you got to lose <laughs> you know just talk to him talk to him sure. tell him what's on your heart tell him what's on your heart and I would also encourage a person who's really discouraged. I say, take, get a Bible and find this, this book I'm talking about, the Gospel of John. And it's a beautiful book. You don't have to understand everything. You don't have to believe everything. But just, I tell people, Patrick, read until you feel something in your heart. That's the presence of God touching your heart. You may be reading along and say, whoa, that, I needed to hear that today. And just receive that, like, okay, God's talking to me. Now, you're not having to become some fanatic. You don't have to worry about going crazy. Just, just get on the journey, like you're, you are, Patrick. Just get on the journey. We're, we're all figuring this out as we go through life. But sure. I am concerned because so many people are so down right now. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm feeling passionate these days about urging people to believe you're never alone. God's with us. And I really think he's going to get us through this. Well, let's, uh, I, I've definitely, uh, have, uh, you know, faith, no pun intended. I really, you know, yeah. I, I use that, I use that word so much. Um, yeah. So freely, you know, talking to you with using that word, I, I feel like it has a different, um, you know, meaning yeah. behind it, but I, I, I do mean that. I mean, I do believe that, uh, you know, yeah, I think we're going to be fine. We're we're all strong, you know. Everyone I know is is very strong, especially Texans and Americans, you know. The world, you know. My wife's from Spain. Uh, she's she? over there, right? Yeah, she's over there right now, actually, with oh. uh, her family helping out uh, a little bit. So Good for her, uh, it's a global it's a global thing it happening, is, right? It? So we're all going to get through this. I, I do believe that we're humanity's strong and. Um, remember you know, the sunflower fields for sure. Yeah, that's a, I agree. <laughs> that's I agree. Great. That's you a know, great, that's we'll a great point. energy from each other. That, that's, that's, that, that is the way we're going to get through this is coming together as a community and, um, yeah. whether it be, you know, finding a, a higher purpose or, you know, wh whatever it is, uh, to, to help you get through it. I'm, I'm all about it. So wh whatever, whatever people need, absolutely. Um, you're definitely not alone. Um, and that saddens me to hear about the, um, the phone calls and you know the, yeah. the percentage of the suicide and all that, that that's just you know yeah. it's heart heartbreaking to, to hear is. that you know it's, it's not really surprising i mean yeah you know, it's we, true. we we were already a lonely people uh before the pandemic uh the sense of loneliness is pretty pervasive in our day but the but the uh 
you know, the, the pandemic is, is really, uh, really taking its toll. Um, yeah. But let, so, so we got to dig deep. We got to dig deep and keep each other encouraged. Text we'll somebody today, call somebody today. Yeah. Call there you somebody go. Up, tell them you're thinking about them, hanging yep. in there with them. Uh, uh, and also I forgive me for sounding too pastoral here, Patrick. But I <laughs> no, people, please. I, I say, don't, don't do something. You can't fix stupid with stupid. Sometimes people are, are they're down in the dumps and they do some stupid things that only create more loneliness. You know what I mean? And it could yeah. be a variety of things, but usually it's an abuse of alcohol or abuse of a, of, of some type of drug uh, or, or maybe angry outbursts. You know, t- people try to treat their pain with something that creates more pain. Sure. So be careful there. I urge people just be careful. Uh, you know, watch it. Where's your, where's your weakness? Where, 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 Where's your blind side? Okay. And, and say, okay, I'm going to stay away from that during this time. Cause it could really pull me down. And so watch out, uh, try to stay healthy, try to eat good, try to exercise and open yourself up to the possibility of a living, loving God. Who's going to get you through this. Yeah. <laughs> like, and don't forget about belief, getting it, getting it, getting, it, getting God. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's no, it. That's it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, look, I, that's, I, I, there's nothing negative I can say about that. Absolutely. Um, a hundred percent. Uh, you know, yeah, I love your positivity, uh, to be honest with you, man. I love it. It's, um, it's infectious. Uh, I, you know, I've always enjoyed, um, again, I'm not a believer, but I've always enjoyed, I'm just a curious person. So I enjoy messages from all over. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually will look into, I love hearing messages from other religions as well. Um, any other beliefs, um, philosophical or this, I'm always just curious of what's out there. And, you know, I love it. I love the universe. I love space. I love talking about that stuff too. I love, you know, that, that stuff is just so curious to me, uh, because it is such a crazy question. It's probably the biggest question that humans have, you know, it's the question, right? The question, where do we come from and why are we here? You know, I, I think it, one of the challenges is that we live in a day of much know-how and not much know-why. And the reason yeah. I love your curiosity is you're saying, why are we here? That's yeah. the question. Why are we here? We, we got a lot of know-how. You know, we know how to put a computer inside a cell phone. I mean, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, right. but, but we need to focus also on the know-why. So good for you that you're curious you're asking the good questions, the good yeah. questions. We need to ask these questions. Sure. And, and again, I'm sorry, you know, uh, I know that sometimes we pastors can come across as harsh or maybe a person's had a bad experience in a church. I'm sorry. Churches okay. are made up of people. And so, and so people have bad experiences. But, but the, the, It was nothing like that for me, uh, to yep. be honest with you. It was really nothing like that for me. Just my life, I just... I gosh, I don't want this to sound harsh, but look, I, I'm just I speak truth. Okay, I just this is how I talk. Um, yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't believe I- yeah. anymore. I mean, I just I'm just being bl- as blunt as I can be. I, I apologize if that comes off. No, no. Again, I, I I'm just telling you where I was. I was whatever. What I just, just for me, I just it's not happening. I wasn't feeling anything, seeing it. I I tried. I really yeah. tried for years to. Okay, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna. I'm going to do everything that you're telling me to do to, to receive this. And it just wasn't happening. And look, I, you know, I just, for me, there was just conflicts uh, with certain facts and things I just couldn't get over myself. Uh, but again, 
I, I'm nothing negative towards it. I, there was no, oh gosh, right. I'm so angry. And no, it's fine. I, again, I'm still friends with a lot of people. I, no problem. Yeah, that's what you believe. That's what I believe. Let's do that. We still meeting on Wednesday for dinner. Yes. Okay. Great. I, I have no problem. Uh, I'm all about um, just everybody doing what they need to do. But I, I, I don't want to come across as like I had some, you know, yeah. horrible experience and I, I hate it and. That, that's just not the case um, at all. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And, and uh, I'm I would go to your church. I would go sit and listen to do. a sermon. I would. I wouldn't. I would love it. I'd probably learn something. I'm all about you can just yeah. always f find a moment to learn something from Good. somebody. I, I think that's important. That. I do. I appreciate that. And I think that's the kind of attitude that can keep a person healthy. Yeah. yeah. Staying yeah. open, staying willing, staying curious. Uh, I think that's what, what we all need. I'm open to it for sure, Max. Uh, look, if something came down and it was like Jesus walked in right now, I wouldn't say, well, I don't see you. I would say, holy <laughs> cow. I would say, holy cow. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> you know, everybody has a different journey, right? Uh, I do. And, yeah, I, and that's another thing that I love. I love people's journey. Um, and I'm curious about your journey, Max. Did you – were your parents – in the church as well, and that's well, what sort of led you as well? The, yeah, the super short version is I was a mess by the time I was 20. Uh, if you, uh, no, no dad would have wanted their daughter to go on a date with me. I mean, I was a, I was a drunk. <laughs> I oh, was violent. Sorry. I was a fighter. I mean, I was a mess. I was. Yeah. And uh, so my, my conversion was, was, was pretty dramatic. Uh, I, I just didn't have any, any, I wasn't making any good contribution to the world. Sure. And so when I, when, when a friend convinced me to go to church with him and I heard that God loves me and that God has a purpose for my life, I mean, it was pretty dramatic. I did go through a phase at the age of 22. In fact, I talk about it in this new book, You Are Never Alone. I, I went through a phase in which I wondered if I really believed. And a friend said to me, he said, here's what you need to think about. The, the Christian faith is based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus was died on a cross. He was placed in a grave, but he rose again. I mean, we celebrate it every Easter Sunday, right? Yeah. He rose from the grave and he stayed on the earth for, for 40 days. And then he ascended into heaven. He said, that's the cornerstone of the Christian faith. He said, where was the body of Christ? If he wasn't raised from the dead, if the enemies uh, who didn't want the church to begin. If they could have produced the body, they would have, because everybody knows, knew where he was buried. When the friends of Christ uh, were accused of, of, of teaching a false, a false philosophy, uh, if, if Christ was really in the, in the grave, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have taught it because they knew somebody could prove it. And so what this person was helping me do was to realize you don't have to check your brain at the door to be a Christian. Because there's a fact here, and that is an empty grave. What happened to the body of Christ? So, so I, I finally came to a conviction, uh, Patrick, that I've lived with all these years. I said, okay, man, he vacated the tomb. He, he yeah. rose from the dead. And so that, that was for me, the, 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 uh, my, my big moment was the age of 20. A big moment was the age of 22. And when I came to a deeper faith, and I've lived with that. That's fueled my faith all these years. Now I I've had struggles. I've messed up. Sure. Uh, I've, I've broken promises. Uh, I've wrestled with temptations, but I really, I really am grateful for the grace of God that forgives me and the power of God that sustains me. 
That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. What, great, what a great story. That's amazing. I love hearing that. I'm an old drunk. That's all I am, Patrick. I just <laughs> see, more, speak, way more than that. that. I, I got to watch that. You know, I've got a proclivity, a tendency to, to treat my problems with Coors. And so I've yeah. got to really watch that. I've had to do that all of my life. So I'm sympathetic with people who battle alcoholism. But, sure. but you know what? God, God gives us strength and he helps us. That's great. Well, I'm I'm glad Sorry to hear that. Sorry if I'm that. being too long-winded. No, Max, please. I'm I love these conversations. This is this is what life's about. This is I would, you know, I love these sort of things. You know, we're learning from each other. I love hearing people out. I love hearing people's perspective. I love hearing where they come from and and why they are. And uh, I want to thank you. I really do. You're a great guy. And uh, maybe someday we can break bread together. Oh, that would be amazing, Max. I, I really appreciate your time and uh, my best to you and your family and uh, yes, your church and everybody, your congregation. Thank I you. wish everybody safety and um, you know my best through uh, this time. Thank you, my friend. All Thank the very you so best. Much, Max. Thank Bye-bye. you so much, Max. Bye-bye. The Lone Star Plate Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal organic sources it's a fun site that brings all natural options all together i hope you enjoyed this episode for more information go to the lonestarplay.com i'm your host patrick scott armstrong until next time (laughs) 